Dropouts Podcast. I am Hunter and I am joined by the one, the only JT. What up, my dog? Man, what a day. Delp is a dog. Delp is a dog. We got a big time commitment tonight at 6 30. Oster Delp out of West Forsyth, I believe. I may have that wrong. Yes. Uh, Four star tight end, huge tight end, has committed to Georgia. But you know what's even more exciting news is we have a third host tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome yes. back. Mr. Corey, CB, what up, man? What's going on, fellas? Glad to be back. Where the hell have you been? We cuss now on this what? one. All <laughs> over the place, man. All over the place. Some of us have to work, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, man, I, I'm happy to have you back. Cannot wait to talk football with you. Uh, and JT, we've been we've been doing this weekly. It's been great. Um, everybody's just, not everybody, but I've had a lot of people reaching out to us and, hey, when's the next pod? When's the next pod? Which is great to hear from considering the fact we're doing this weekly now. So that means you guys are listening. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We really, really do. All right, guys, so let's get into it. Week six coming on. Our Georgia Bulldogs are 6-0. I don't think anybody really thought it would be any different uh, unless you were an Arkansas fan in week five, an Auburn fan last week, and a Kentucky fan this week. Uh, We were just talking about this a little bit off air. But let's dive into the game real quick. Georgia takes care of business. 34-10 in Arkansas at Jordan-Hare, and Georgia looked – I'm going to be honest with you. They didn't look great, but they were still really good. They were. uh, They didn't look great, and I think you have to attribute a lot of that to Bo Nix and his, you know, as it's been in the national media, his backyard football. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not going to drop back. He's not going to step up in the pocket. He's going to extend plays, and he's going to run around. And – had he been your prototypical pocket passer, I think it would have been much, much worse. Yeah, I agree. He found that he found that scrambling hard to come by, uh, more so than he did with LSU. <laughs> um, the uh, the narrative of his extending plays extended him into the turf quite a few times. <laughs> you know, I've never been one to talk trash about Bo Nix. I really don't talk trash about Auburn, but guys, Bo Nix is trash. He really is not a good quarterback. I cannot for the life of me understand why anybody would just say, hey, go be go be backyard bow and drop back 15 to 20 yards every time. Ridiculous. Well, I lost, lost a lot more respect from him, too, when he got on the air, got in his press conference and was complaining about the officiating. That, that right there, mm-hmm. I was like, come on. To be come fair, on, to be fair, they probably could have called P.I. Could have, oh, but absolutely. what else? I mean, how much, how much they called against you know against them with us? Well, I that's mean, what I was going to get at. Is just because they yeah, and yeah that one the they, cook pass yeah yeah the exactly. cook reception. I mean, come on, guys, I get it. Yeah, he could have definitely been hurt about the the missed call on the pi. I'll yeah. give it to him. That play wasn't going to change that game. No, so no. just go ahead and give him another seven points. Just go ahead and give it to him. It's still thirty four seventeen. You know what I mean? We still we still went into your house with Stetson fucking Bennett and took a win. And dude, let me tell you, man, I'm a Stetson fan. I keep saying it. Yeah, I have my you know, my feelings about it against elite competition. Like last year when he played Bama, we know his his ceiling, blah, 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 blah. The dude has so much swag, it doesn't even matter. Oh yeah. And he is all dog, buddy. I mean, yes, he when- is. He is the epitome of a damn good dog. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, I'm I'm a Stets fan. I'm a Stet Bennett fan. I'm gonna get a jersey. I, you know, I'm I've got to order a mailman hat. I mean, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in, man. Even if JT comes in as the in as the starter from here on out because he's 100 percent and and does what five star quarterbacks do, I'm still gonna be a Stets Bennett fan. Name another guy who has sold out to a university like him. No, you're not going to find one. You're absolutely not going to find one. No. And, let me tell you. This guy's not me, going to the NFL. Let me tell you about Stetson. Let me tell you about Stetson. Yeah, he's not going to go to the NFL. No. He's not going to play in the NFL. 
what look at how Todd Munkin is getting everything out of him and his skill set. Yeah. I mean, using him I mean the the best way possible. And 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 my take and I told you earlier, my take is Stetson's doing a good he's he's doing the job. Yeah. And if 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 the wagon ain't broke, buddy, don't try and fix it. Yeah, I well, mean, and Jason, Jason, you beat me to it. I was, I was going to allude to that as well. I think this year the difference you see with Stetson Bennett is that Munkin has been like, okay, Stetson's the guy right now. We're going to use it to our advantage. And the play calling from Todd Munkin, guys, I can't say oh, enough man. about what Munkin has done. We talked about but this just, earlier, man, JT. But just exactly what you're saying, Jason. I mean, he is getting everything out of Stetson, and guys. I do think that JT Daniels is a starter moving forward as soon as he's healthy, but I do not think you've seen the end of Stetson Bennett. I no. think with the with the, the danger that he possesses, because if, you, if I'm Todd Monk and I'm bringing him in, most two quarterback systems, what do you automatically assume when the second quarterback comes in? You think it's a designed quarterback run. Mm-hmm. Well, Stetson can burn you because yeah. if Stetson pulls it, he can burn you. He can. So I don't think we've seen the last of Stetson even when JT comes back. No, and I'm going to be honest with and you. I, I don't hate what JT said earlier today, and if just keep Stetson in, even if JT is healthy. I mean, I'm fine with it until he struggles or he gets hurt. God forbid. Absolutely, absolutely. You know Hunter, I mean? Hunter, you're Hunter, you're you're confusing them with the JTs, man. JT Daniels. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody thinks JT from the dropouts is QB one. Hey. For the Georgia hey, Bulldogs. You, you want you want to put me under center? Hey, I'll go under. I don't know. RJT <laughs> can spin it pretty well too. You know? Yeah, yeah, he can. He's just got to take a spirit call before he gets out there. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. A little right. bit of centrum, you know. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But that's but, all hey, right. Uh, Corey, I was I was telling I was telling Hunter last week um, when we were talking about about Stetson, um, and you know we alluded to it just a while ago about you know he's the man. You know, let him let him work it out. You know, let him let him keep going. Um, my thing is, is you build the more snaps that you have with that first team, that first team offense. The more snaps you have, game situations, not only in practice but game situations, man, you're building more cohesion with that group. And not to say that JT can't come in and do the job, you know, and and have the same cohesion, but it's just. It's those guys, man, that they're, they're rallying around. They love Stetson. I well, mean, it, love him. And you're absolutely right. I mean, JT took a bunch of the starting receivers, tight ends out of California to do some team building, some bonding. Yeah. And I think he probably had to because, guys, this may be JT's team when he's quarterback one, but I promise you that locker room is 110% behind Stetson Bennett because they've seen what he's done. They've seen him in the offseason. They've seen him yeah. – Day in and day out in Athens. I think that's yeah. a great take, man, because they believe in Stetson. The coaches believe in Stetson. Todd Munkin believes in Stetson. So I say all that to say this. I really could care less who's QB1 from this point on. I really don't. If Todd Munkin has him in there, if Kirby Smart has him in there, that means that's who they think gives us the best chance to win. And I don't care who starts. I just want to win. And Absolutely. After watching the George Auburn game, is there still stuff we got to work on? Yeah, well, there is. We're running the ball a lot better. I like that. That's that's getting Zamir White is running the way Zamir White should have been running, you know, before his injuries. That's what I firmly believe. I don't know if that made sense or not. I kind of absolutely, and that's another dog, man. That it just makes you feel good to see the success that he's having on the field right now. And and people from the outside looking in may say, look at a Georgia running back and say, well, he's not putting up 100 yards or 150 yards a game like a Sony or a Chubb or Gurley. This team's different. I mean, well, first off, you can hand it to five guys in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, and can successfully run the ball. But Georgia fans know exactly what Zamir White has been through, not even just in his playing time at Georgia, but his entire life. Mm-hmm. And to see that kid having success, man, there's, there's not really a better story. We, and we keep saying how different this team is. And, guys, we mean that. We're, we're, we're obviously going to believe in our team regardless. If Georgia was 0-6 right now, we would still be believing in this team. But this team is 6-0, and when you look at it, you can look at it from 2,000 feet and have your own opinions if you're not a Georgia fan. Cool. You see the dominant defense. But when you get into it and you really dive in, there's a culture that this team has. And this is not a slide at Mark Rick because everybody knows I love Mark Rick. You're not going to find a better love person. Love you're the just, guy. You're just not. But this team is just 
their mentality's different. They're they're bought in. They're having fun, even when they're not playing. Sure, I'm sure there's frustration when you're not on the field, right? But guys like Lad McConkey, I mean, what a friggin' story. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? No Power 5 offers whatsoever. What a, a freaking name. Yeah, that too. But even A.D. Mitchell. <laughs> A.D. Mitchell was a three-star. That really wasn't Absolutely. getting a lot of looks. And Kirby and company, they trusted what they saw on tape. And look at him. He's going to be a leading receiver by the time this season's over with. And he's going to, he, he's going to be a premier receiver for us next season. The talent's not going anywhere. we still got loads of talent. Guys, to go back to Lad real quick, uh, I saw the Power Football Focus, and do you know that right now for the set receptions that Lad is the second highest graded receiver in the country? And it's just yes. and it's just so wonderful. And, and the thing about it is, is yeah, I know he was under-recruited. People called him undersized, including Jim Chaney, which that's kind of funny talking about somebody's size, but uh, I'll move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But no – one thing that Lad did, and and this goes back to Kirby and his recruiting, is Lad showed out in the GHSA state football playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Kirby's backyard. Kirby saw him. He didn't care about the star ratings. He didn't care about the the size. He saw the kid. He saw the skill set. Yeah. He saw a baller. And I mean, hats off, hats off to yeah. Hankton and Kirby for going to get him. I agree. And like we said, this team still has work to do. We still got things we got to clean up offensively, defensively. We're not perfect. We're not unbeatable, right? But this, again, I just can't get past the mentality. JT, I mean, you've talked about it, bro. This team is built different. They've played. They're they're playing very different. Every team, it doesn't matter who it's been, they have played them just as hard. They played UAB just as hard as they played Arkansas, right? They played Vanderbilt just as hard as they played Auburn. They're not letting up. And I think that because they have it, they're mission-driven. And I want to talk about this. We're number one in the country right now. Georgia's number one by proxy of a Bama loss. Okay? Mm-hmm. It sounds beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's the first time we've been number one since the 80s. It's great. But it sounds beautiful. Everybody, you know, not everybody, but the, the narrative wants to be, oh, boy, that's rat poison. What does that mean for you? And as fans, even some fans are like, man, oh, man, I liked it better when we're number two. We're number one now. That means everybody's done it for us. Uh they still were, guys. I yeah, promise. Absolutely. The difference between number one and number two right now at this point in the season doesn't mean a damn thing. Nothing. No. And I promise you. It means nothing until next month. It means exactly right. But Kirby Smart rings true. Yeah, that's great and all, but it's just a number. The goal is to be number one at the end of the season. That's what this team's focused on. I guarantee it. They're not worried about that number one ranking, and you shouldn't be either. Matter of fact, enjoy it. Have fun. Yes. Yes. Believe in this team. I believe in this team. I really sincerely do. Because, I mean, I just – it's hard not to. They're out there having fun. Every time Jordan Davis makes a tackle, yeah, he's just fun to watch. You know, these guys are sold out, man. I love it. I can't wait to watch them play every single week. It's fantastic. Yep. So, yep, Georgia takes care of business against Auburn. We love these guys, this team. We talked about it before. A lot of people are saying that this defense is special. You may not ever see this again, guys. Enjoy it, because this is this is this is something very very special. All right, so uh, CB Corey was not with us last week, right? So these week six picks, we'll we'll talk. We'll kind of figure out where he was at when he was looking at some of these games. Everybody kind of makes a pick, whether you're invested in the game or not. Uh, we can start with the Bama Texas A&M. Obviously, me and JT we picked Bama to win, not thinking Texas had anything for Bama at all. Who Boy, saw that coming? We were no one, not a soul, dude. This is a Texas A&M that struggled all season. Won ten seven with Colorado, lost two in a row. They just lost to Arkansas, right? The next week they lose to Mississippi State, and we're supposed to expect these guys to come in and beat Bama, mm-hmm. and then they do. Ah, God, you know, no, I didn't expect that. CB, what'd you think of that game? Oh, did we lose Corey? We might have. Uh, we lost him. All right, dang. All right. Well, maybe he'll. Uh, Corey. Maybe. Corey. We'll... <laughs> Where'd you go? Maybe we can get him back. Uh, anyway, yeah, did not, did not expect that. Did not expect Bama to get dominated the way they did. Now they did storm back. All right, they were able to come back and get back into the game. It took a field goal literally in the last seconds for Texas A&M to win. 
they really they they did the Bama thing that normally happens. They come back and take the lead, and you just you really thought that okay, well here they come. You know they laid yeah. down this first half, so you know it's they're fixing to do the the normal Bama thing. But A and M had every answer. Hey, let's try to get Corey back. Let's, guys, we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna try to get Corey back. Be right back. Hey, we got Corey back. I don't know what happened. I guess he needed a. Did you refresh your white claw, friend? We are. They are a sponsor of the show, by the way. (laughs) I don't know about white claw, but there might be a little bourbon in the glass. All right, that'll do. So anyway, (laughs) before we lost you, we were talking about Bama, Texas A and M. No one really saw that coming. I can't imagine anybody did. Uh, The spread was like nine million to, you know, that was the spread or whatever. You know what I mean? It was just wasn't expected for Texas A&M to even really be competitive. What was your, what was your take on that? Man, coming into that game, mine was about the same. It was, you know, should I take the over and expect Bama to get all the points? I mean, yeah. it wasn't even a matter of whether Bama was going to cover the spread. I thought that was a, a foregone conclusion. Yeah, because I mean, I was considering just as shocked as anybody. the spread was only 17 and a half, considering how dominant Bama tends to be in this day right. and age. But, yeah, I was like you. It wasn't, it wasn't even – I didn't even think about it. I saw the spread. I saw the overrunners. So yeah, Bama's going to win. It's not a, not even. Well, and points. using and you know using Florida's logic, I was like, well, you know, Georgia blanked oh, Arkansas. God. Arkansas beat A and M. So using Florida's logic. <laughs> oh, I tell you. I so tell are you, you wearing you know, Velcro shoes as well? Uh, oh no! <laughs> don't look, don't don't own a pair of jorts either, buddy. <laughs> Keep that stuff in Gainesville. Yeah, I hear you. Keep it. Wait. Hey, well, what? When I was watching that thing the other night, man, and 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 I alluded to, to Hunter earlier uh, with this, it's nobody saw it coming for sure. No, but nobody really saw Bama playing as poorly as they played, especially um, at the linebacker position. They're really bad yes. at the linebacker position. Well, not not only the linebacker position, but their defensive line was getting manhandled. They their D line got manhandled. Their DBs got burnt. I mean, it. it it really surprised me. Yeah. And and coming in, coming into the season, not even just that game, if you'd have asked me what Bama's weakest link was, I would have told you quarterback. And before y'all attack me, I don't mean Bryce Young. Bryce Young is fantastic. Right. The problem is that Bryce Young is all they have. Saban couldn't yeah. do the Jalen Hurts to Tua coming in or the no. Tua to Jalen Hurts coming in. They have Bryce Young, and then they have Paul Tyson behind him, which is you know a completely unknown commodity. My guess, average college quarterback. Mm-hmm. They don't have a superstar on the bench like they've had in years past. That would have been my only weakness for Bama. I definitely didn't see Bama's defense getting torched. No, I mean yeah. they could not handle that pass rush. They they just couldn't. And it was just it was just weird to see. It really was weird to see. I told yeah, you know, I mean, and they you know like I told Hunter earlier, they they made the comeback. You know, came back to the lead, and everybody, including myself, except for A and M fans, I'm sure. Um, was like, okay, here we go. It's Bama. You know, they're coming, doing their thing. They took the lead. It's it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. But every single time Bama scored or had an answer, I mean, A and M will come back and respond. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. That second half, it was a tale of two halves, really, because you look at how bad how how Bama stormed back, and Texas A and M began to show their lack of depth. Versus Bama. They did. And it really but, took some mistakes and some drop passes again, which is not yeah. something we're used to seeing for Bama receivers. That Bolden dropping passes. John Mechie dropping right. passes. So Billingsley, uh, man. Billingsley dropped a couple of them right across the middle. That's what I'm saying. Like, a couple touchdown passes, a couple first down passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just very uncharacteristic of Bama. That's not to take anything away from Texas A&M, even though I, I, have, I used to have a love-hate relationship with them, but they've let me down so much. I've just kind of wrote them off, and then as soon as I do, they do this, this shit here. We beat the number one team in the country, but I, I don't know. I mean, but what you know, what shocked what shocked me about the thing was, is that they abandoned the run, just totally abandoned yeah. it, and just started throwing, 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 throwing. And they were from the goal line. From the goal, that's yeah, exactly what I was about line. to say. From the goal yeah. line. Yeah, I don't know, Terrible. man. It was just, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but is the but dynasty dead? No. If you're one of those guys who who are subscribing to the old dynasty dead, no, it's not. This happens if you if you know Bama at any anything at all, you know this happens periodically. 
They drop a game. Guys, I mean, just just listen. I mean, Nick Saban is the best coach in college football, probably the best there's ever been in college football. He'll have his team right. I mean, Bama fans, your dynasty is not dead. No. It just hit a speed bump. Listen, 17 players either to graduation or the NFL, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yes. So they still have good talent on the bench. Is this the best Alabama team ever? No, it's not. Uh, They're starting over. You know what I mean? And they just don't have the experience. They're very young. All right, so moving on, USC Jr. got absolutely torched by Tennessee. JT, me and you both picked Tennessee to win that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Ole Miss and Archie, we actually picked Ole Miss to win this game. Although, I just, I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of confused. I mean, I get having a killer mentality, but man, you go overtime. You're able to score. No, 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 no. You, you go for that win. No, man. You've been able to score. You've matched them up mm-hmm. to that point. You take that field. You take that extra point, and you go into OT, and you make them work for nah. I'm with JT on this one, man. Nah. You, you have to stop the Ole Miss at all. Yeah. At all. And realistically, I mean, it's a Lane Kiffin offense, and they have superstars. Yeah. I mean, they have some studs at the skill positions, man. I'm, I'm with JT. I'm, I'm going for it, too, and I don't think that was a bad call at all. I hate it for Pittman. Sam Pittman, man. I do. I wanted him to win, I, I, even I, though I, I picked too. Ole Miss. But I just was like, man, you just – and maybe that's easy for me to say, especially because it didn't it work. Him. I hate it for him. I hate that it didn't work. Yeah. But just like just like CB said, you know, yeah, you, you go for – they haven't been able to stop Ole Miss all day long. Nope. They scored like a gazillion points against them. I mean, what, how many, what was the total? 52 like to 51. 50, yeah, it was. Yeah. 52 to 51. Over yeah. 100 yeah. points in that game. Ridiculous. Yeah, it really Absolutely was. Absolutely ridiculous. It really was. Now, so, in, saying, in saying that I think it's the right call to go for it, I think the play call was absolutely horrendous. Yes, it was. It well, was. And maybe a 250-pound quarterback. Maybe that's part You're of the on reason. on the goal line. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that's part of the reason I'm scratching my head thinking, geez, Sam, if that was the call you were going with for this two-point conversion, you might as well have kicked the field goal. Yeah, I, I think the I think the call was the right one. I think the play call was yeah left a lot to be desired. All right, yeah, man. there was like just a bunch. There, uh, there was I think there was like two or three Arkansas receivers in that area and like five or six DBs right, right in that area. I mean, it was just – it was just a bad, bad play call. Yeah, yeah. So we both picked Kentucky to beat LSU. This was in vaunted Kroger Field. You don't go in the Kroger Field and just win, y'all. Uh, <laughs> hey, and LSU did you not. Watch out for Kroger, man. LSU did not. Uh, they lost 42-21. <clears throat> Kentucky absolutely boat raced LSU. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool to see. We both saw that coming. Uh, this one was a good one. Not Penn State and Iowa. I mean, you both, JT, we were in unity there with Iowa winning that one. They did. They eked it out, uh, largely because of the fact that Penn State's quarterback went down with injury. Um, yeah, never would have won. Never would have won the game. No, never I feel won like the game if he wouldn't have got hurt. That's exactly. That's exactly right. I don't think Iowa would have won had I don't even remember the kid's name, Sean Clifford. Is that his name? The Penn yeah, State yep, quarterback. Uh, had he not went down, Penn State would have won. But um, this one was a fun one. Uh, and it legitimately was the uh, Red River rivalry. I picked Texas to win, and I was feeling real good about that up until much later in that football game when Oklahoma stormed back and made JT uh, get me on that one because he did pick the Sooners. What a game. Was it fun, though? It's always, it was that that was fun as long as you weren't an Oklahoma or a Texas fan. Yeah, that game's always that fun. Was, that was the most pitiful <laughs> display of defense oh there was no defense side. there was no there's display never of defense. defense in that game never no that's, that's, i mean that's what i'm saying that was horrible i can't watch a game like that no what's horrible guys, is... <laughs> i think the bigger story out of that game and i, I know y'all are waiting to jump on it oh yeah it's <laughs> spencer Rattler yeah that's exactly bitch. what i was about to say man that poor kid I well, mean, the expectations I he had coming in, man. Poor kid. Well, no, I don't like. I don't, like, I don't like when the his fan base has been eating him alive, especially there on the field. That kid had so much expectations coming in. Well, that kid was part of those expectations, yeah, and when you was. put your life on display in the national media yeah. and on QB one, and you know yeah, all this stuff, right. then you you leave leave yourself open for that. And uh, hey, 
Lincoln Riley made a heck of a call. I know it was a tough one, but Caleb Williams came in and balled out and showed mm-hmm. why he was highly recruited. Absolutely, and that was one of the that was one of the recruits that I really hated that we missed on. Oh yeah, was, was Caleb oh, yeah. Williams very very so, good football player. So how long before he hits the transfer portal? Spencer Rattler. Well, I one mean, of the things that Hunter just talked about is the fan base, guys. When you're getting booed on your own home field, yeah. when the the fans are chanting for the backup quarterback's name, there's nothing left for Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma. No. I mean, we can sit here and say, hey, be a team guy. They might need you. There's nothing left in Oklahoma for Spencer Rattler. No. And I don't know if y'all saw the story that came out today of the Oklahoma student yeah. that was a, a news reporter there with the binoculars looking in on practice when it was close to the public and saw that, of course, Caleb Williams got all the first-team reps. Yeah, It's a foregone conclusion that the Spencer Rattler experiment is over in Norman. Uh, and when he hits the transfer portal, I don't know, but undoubtedly he will. Um, I don't know where he goes. God knows where he goes. You know. Yeah, I think he's going to have to find tough sledding wherever he goes. I mean, there, like you said, there were such high expectations for him. And if you can't succeed in Oklahoma offense in the Big 12, we just talked about the lack of defense. Yeah. You've got Lincoln Riley. Who fixed uh, the defense? Tough sledding. He said he fixed the defense preseason. <laughs> Well, you know, in the Big 12, if you get one stop a game, you're a heck of a defense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to another snoozer, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. JT, you picked Virginia Tech on this one. I went with the the Fighting Irish. They actually edged that one out, 32-29. Yeah. Yeah, they did, man. They edged it out. I was was pulling hard for the Hokies bad, man, but uh, the Domers did, man. The yeah. Domers did. They pulled it out. They did. Michigan also pulled it out against Nebraska, same as that score, 32-29. A lot closer than I realized. They actually, uh, the spread was three in Michigan's favor, so they almost nailed that one. Yeah. So, pretty good. No, they did nail it. Jeez, I I didn't go to math school, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michigan won that. We both picked Michigan. Here's the one that got me. Remember, we pulled this one out of my – we literally just kind of at random found it and said, hey, let's pick this one to make it the roundabout because we had nine picks up at that point. Let's let's get an even ten. We pulled out Boise State and Brigham Young. This is a – you know, Brigham Young ranked ten in the country. They're in Provo. I threw a waste pitch and said, give me Boise State. JT went Brigham Young, and damn if Boise State didn't pull it out. <laughs> didn't even take the hook and ladder. No, and I no. didn't. I didn't watch this game. I forgot it was on. I saw it at the the ticker. Matter of fact, I think it was during the Bama Tech Indiana game. I said, "Well, did you look at that? Holy! I should have put money on that one." I told I told Hunter. I said I said well I said they're not playing in Boise, so they're not on the blue field. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're playing in Provo. Provo, man. I mean, BYU just doesn't. They don't lose in Provo. Well, they did the other day. They did to the Broncos. And, and, you know, they were they were one of the media darlings coming in. You they know, were. You got to give BYU some respect. They're, you know, they're undefeated. Joining hey, the I Big 12. I hadn't watched any of their games. Yeah, joining the Big 12. I hadn't watched any of their games, so I couldn't tell you. So I would have picked that one wrong, too. Yeah, like I said, I told Jay during the podcast, that this is a waste pitch. We're all familiar with that terminology. We play baseball. We know what that is. I That's just, right. We just picked that game out of nowhere and said, hey. Let's see what happens. And I went with the Broncos. That should that was pretty good. All right, so week seven is upon us. Okay, some Man. interesting games. And these are slow down. I know, right? Slow down. down halfway <laughs> over with. Jesus. Week seven is here. Our dogs are back at home between the hedges, Sanford Stadium. Beautiful Athens, Georgia. Three thirty kickoff CBS College Game Day will be there yet again. Third time this season. They will be in, or that Georgia will be on college game day, right? Second time. I think they kind of like Athens, man. Yeah. Who Who doesn't like Classic City, man? I'm going to say, if you've been to Athens, you tell them you don't like Athens, I'm going to say, you're a liar, sir. That's right. That's great. The spread right now currently is 23 in Georgia's favor, large. It was at 24 and a half. It's come down to 23. I believe it actually might have even moved down to 22 in some uh, sports. Yeah, the last time I saw it, it was 22. So there's some money going that way. But, hey, that's a lot of points. I don't. I don't blame people for trying to go no, out on them there. From what I understand, and I'm not like a gambling savant, but apparently a lot of people are throwing money at Georgia winning, but taking Kentucky to cover at least. Right. And that's why right. that line is shrinking ever so slightly. 
Uh, however, I, I obviously think Georgia's going to win this game. Guys, I just don't think Kentucky. I think Kentucky's got a lot of fight. They have a cool story. I have no problem with Kentucky at all. I love March Stoops. I just don't think that Kentucky has what they need to last 60 minutes with this Georgia football team, not in a Sanford stadium, that on a noon game got 110 decibels. These fans are fired up for this football team, and this Saturday's not going to be any different, guys. I'm taking Georgia to not only win, but also to cover. I, uh, I'm i taking Georgia to cover, too. Now, I wasn't initially. At first, I was like, wow, that point spread is crazy. Kentucky's coming in a fundamentally sound team. Yep. But mm-hmm. as I dove a little deeper in the stats – their strengths play right into Georgia's strengths. Their strengths on offense play right into Georgia's strengths. I don't think Kentucky's going to have a good day. Chris Rodriguez is a phenomenal back leading the SEC in rushing. Yes. Uh, Will Levis, the transfer, he's playing good football. Eats bananas weird. He eats bananas weird, but, hey, it's working for him apparently. I don't think it's going to work in that. <laughs> yeah. Much but, respect for Wondell Robinson. Robinson. Oh, he's a stud. Yep. He's a stud. And again, like you, Stoops is the man. He's done a lot with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I think it's good that Kentucky's good. I mean, guys, we're not going out on limb this year to say the East may be better than the West. This is the first time, uh, I, and I saw this on stat earlier today. This is maybe I'm remembering it wrong. First time in the history since we did East, you know, divisionalized. Is that a word? Divisionalized yeah. the SEC. That two SEC East teams are meeting undefeated. Yeah, is that well, right? I think it was meeting six and zero or better. Is that what it that. is? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was. I knew I was remembering it wrong. So, and and going back to that, guys, I get Kentucky is a fundamentally sound team. Stoops has got them playing well. I like it. Like the running back, like the receiver. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's and I, I'm not even going to talk about how nasty Georgia's front seven is. That nobody has found any running room on them. The stat that stuck out: they fumbled the ball 12 times already. They've wow, I did not know them. that. I did not know that. They they fumbled the ball 12 times as a team. They've lost six of them. Wow. You do not give Georgia that kind of no, chance. You can't. You put the ball on the ground, Georgia's way too fast. All right? There's another stat that sticks out. Levis has been sacked 10 times. I think Levis gets sacked at least five times this weekend. And, guys, we got to remember, this Kentucky schedule has not been a murderer's row. No, absolutely you not. You know what I mean? They had Chattanooga UT, which they struggled. They Yeah, I mean, they've been a Jekyll and Hyde of sorts. I mean, they you know, they've played some good ball games against relatively good teams, Yeah, and then they've struggled against teams they should have blown out. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I didn't really have a whole, a whole lot of hope for them during the, the UF game. Matter of fact, we picked UF as bad as I hated to freaking do it. I did it, <laughs> and naturally, UK won the game, which I was ecstatic about. I loved it. It was great, you know. But absolutely. But if we look back on that game, UF shot themselves in the foot fifteen penalties. I don't care. I mean, nope. Oof. UK won. UK won. Remember, <laughs> remember, we're using Florida logic here, right? That means Florida That's is right. seven right. points behind That's Kentucky. Right. Isn't that right, JT? Remember. And he'll, you know, yeah. he's gonna yeah. he's gonna yeah. lap you if you're running laps with the guy. And his Jordans yeah. don't play. Do do not play a pickup game with him because he's gonna elbow you and I. Yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> he'll be running laps in his Jordans and his oversized khakis. Wow. Yep. So anyway, I'm so, uh, I'm sorry, Florida fans out there. I'm not sorry. Not the clown, but I hope he's on for ten years. I hope he never leaves. Yeah. Never. Yeah, you ain't gotta be sorry. Yeah, no. he, you ain't gotta be sorry because me, he, me he and Hunter are around with him too. JT, that's exactly right. JT, yeah, tell me, me and Hunter has. We've been all over, oh, all yeah. over Florida. Tell me what you feel Florida. about this game, JT. Who, Jose, I mean, uh, CB, CB kind of he hit on a little bit of what I was going to talk about. I've, I've watched a little bit of the highlights. You know, I watched some of the LSU game. Um, the offensive line, uh, Levis has no protection. His offensive line is not good, um, and we have the best front in the country by yes. far. Yes, um, and according to some, better than you know the eighty-five Bears. So. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, to be fair, said, the 85 Bears, I think we're allowing like 16 points a game or something weird like that. We're only allowing five points a game yeah, average. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So we're better. Yeah, we're better than the Bears. I mean, it's kind of silly. <laughs> it's kind of silly to, you know what I mean, to compare NFL to NCAA. But I get oh, it. Oh, yeah, it is. But I like it. Yeah, I'll um, take it. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, the offensive line is not good. Um, I'm I'm with CB. I, yeah. I, think, I think we're going to. Will Levis up 
Um, they do have, you know, C-Rod, good running back. Uh, but I just, like he said, I mean, they're playing into our strength. And I, I just don't see him having a huge game. Um, one thing that I did tell somebody about the Auburn game before they played was Auburn had to, in order to be successful, they had to run counters, misdirection, because, you know, that's what you do with a right. aggressive defense. But our aggressive defense is, is so aggressive that it doesn't matter if they make a mistake. They have the speed to make up for it. Well, so, I mean, they also have the mental acuity. Georgia's the best third down, third quarter team in the country. There's what was no that word you just What was that word you just said? Acuity. <laughs> a mental acuity. A what? They're smart. They're aware. This is a They're very smart. smart defense. Football IQ, JT. Yeah, this is a hey, very sm- Hey, I'm loving it. Yeah. I, I had to pull out I had to pull out my encyclopedia on my phone. Very very <laughs> smart. Hey, listen, you'll learn some shit on this podcast, folks. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, but no, very smart defense like you said. The success that Auburn did have early on, we said this on the pod, we expect them to have some early success, moving the ball a little bit, but mm-hmm. the adjustments they're able to make during the game, they adjusted, they took it away. It yeah, and I think I, I think I had to t- I had to calm you down, Hunter, because you were no all over the place, man. You was like, they can't stop them, they can't stop them. Yeah, we're having trouble. <laughs> Well, I had, I was, I had yet to get into the white claws. Once the white claws start flowing, man, I'm in. I'm chill. It's good. But yeah, man. I mean, you know. So Kentucky, to, to say what I was to say what I was yeah. saying, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't give Kentucky a chance, really. Yeah. Um, I, I think our fan base. I think we're gonna hit probably 115 decibels, maybe. <laughs> um. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy loud, yep. um, and that that plays into another one of our strengths um, is our fan base. Yeah. So and, and and like Corey said, I like the fact he threw about five sacks. I think that's a great number. If we if we sack yeah. five times, I mean, you can ask much better than that. Well, yeah. and and I and I say that Will Levis can't extend the play. I mean, he's their third leading rusher. He can extend the play. Yeah. But like Jason said, it's because he has to because right. he has no protection. And, guys, that front seven, not only are they incredibly fast. I mean, we've got gotten an argument earlier on TikTok. Yes, folks, I'm on TikTok. Had to get in an argument, take up for another dog fan, because he pointed out that our defensive ends are faster, run a faster 40 time than C-Rod. He was actually correct, because we run outside linebackers as stand-up defensive ends, and Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson both do have faster 40 times than C-Rod. Yeah. They do. The thing is, they're so our guys are so fast, but it's not just speed, it's the depth. There is no drop off when Jordan Davis goes out and Jalen Carter comes in. If nothing else, you get more athleticism with Jalen Carter. Exactly right. Yeah. And then you've got guys like Christopher Smith, Latavius Brenny, and Lewis Seen, whose closing speed in the run game has been phenomenal. Guys, like, Channing Tindall. I think Channing Tindall runs sideline to sideline so faster than any linebacker in the country. There's so many yeah. names. There's so many names on this on this defense. You said them: Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson, Channing Tindall, Jalen Carter. Yeah, I mean it's just, geez, man, such a special special team. And you and you run and you run one out and you run another one on. That's exactly that's, right. You know, it's just as good. And we got guys um, waiting in the one, wings. Yeah, one thing. One thing I want to say. One last thing I want to say about this Kentucky thing, and I'm done. Of course, everybody knows. Hey, you know, I'm all dog. They're 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 gonna they're gonna definitely cover. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, uh, Corey, you alluded to you. You do have TikTok, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Hunter has not. I don't think he's been on the TikTok thing no. yet. No. Uh, well, there's um, lots of posts about White Claws, so it'd be right up his alley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, you need you need to go on TikTok, man. Get with the times. Oh. You know, I'm almost 50 years old, and I'm on TikTok. <laughs> fucking haters, man. <laughs> so, you know what? So, you know what I take from that? You've clearly never had a White Claw, otherwise you would understand. The White Claw phenomenon. Uh, look, I, I I hate to, to hurt people's feelings. White Claw tastes like, I heard this put best, White Claw tastes like static on an old TV. That's actually one of the flavors. I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing the taste of static on the TV. Yeah, right well, hey, 
when I heard that, I was like, you're absolutely right. I couldn't have described it better. I don't know how it fits, but it fits. It's like how yeah. when people say they, they describe, hey, what does it taste like? What is the, what's the beer? When I'm thinking of Steel Reserve, what's it taste like? Well, um, go lick an old doorknob. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, I've got geez. a 94 proof bourbon. God. Are you trying not to wake up tomorrow? I actually have to work tomorrow. I do have to get up, you know, sip a little bit. That's all. All right. He's just got to show up for work. That's all. He's just got to be there. That's all. So we all know. We all think George is on. So what I was getting at was, Corey, have you seen the the TikTok with the, I think it was the sports guy? from Kentucky. Yes, he's who, all over the place right now. Yeah, and everybody's on him. Um, oh, yeah. When he came on there, his first little video that he put on there was, hey, in six days, and he's at a Georgia state sign. Yeah, we're coming we're, after that we're ass. coming for that ass. Yeah. So I, I politely responded back to him because I did notice that he had flip blue blocker shades on. And <laughs> I was like, look, man, you're wearing flip blue blocker shades and you're talking about we're coming for your ass. You ain't got no room to say anything. <laughs> and hey. I don't think they're coming for anything. I think we're, we're going to be after that ass. Well, no. And, and there's one more thing that I'll throw out there on this game. And then I'm done with this game. Cause I think we feel all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I was concerned at first about an undefeated Kentucky coming in. Then I thought about one of the things Jason said, we're in Athens, Yeah, but they're also potentially down their mammoth nose tackle. They are down. Yeah, He's not yeah, playing. Yeah. He's already been ruled that. out. Yep. 370 yep. pounds, and he is a run stuffer. He always has been since he's been there for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They are absent of him. Our offensive line play has gotten increasingly better as the yes. season goes on. And, guys, by the way, another one of those youngsters, they were waiting for this moment. They wanted Broderick Jones in left tackle. Yeah, he's there. And guys, he played really, really well. Yeah. And we got we got some health some uh receivers coming back healthy. Rosemary Jackson, I believe, Jermaine Burton. So And on the national yeah. stage, let me, let me that's one thing that I wanted to hit on. People talk about Stetson Bennett and they talk about what this Georgia team can do and what they've done. Yeah. Guys, this team is nowhere near healthy. No, they're not. No. They're not they're if not even this, close. If this team gets healthy, we're going to be scary good. I'm going to be honest with you. This bye week's coming at the perfect time. Oh, absolutely. Because I sincerely right believe you're going to see Dominic Blaylock, who's already been cleared to play. Yep. We're just sitting on these guys. We're waiting on them. And then the guns are coming out because this last stretch, guys, I'm, I told Jay before, of course I'm going to be concerned about UF. It's a rivalry game at a neutral site. But absolutely. I'm also, you, you. also concerned about UT. we got to travel to Knoxville, and UT's putting up some points. Okay, I'm I'm more concerned about UT than I would have been before the year because they have found something with Hendon Hooker. I mean, Josh Heupel's coming there. He's done a really good job putting out the dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, you know, now their defense is is still hot garbage, but yeah, they can't tackle anybody. So I don't have a, I don't think we're gonna have a problem scoring on. But yeah, they look like they can put up some points right now. Now again, all these offenses look great and have great numbers until they play that Georgia defense. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Same could be said against old Alabama defenses of old. But yeah, right. I think we're all we're all in unity here. We all believe Georgia wins and covers. Going to be a great game. And as soon as Georgia wins, it'll be oh, well, Kentucky's really not that good because that narrative's been here since friggin' Clemson, and it's quite frankly long. just it's just it's just a, I don't know what it is. It's completely that, asinine. That's one thing that I want to get back to about Clemson. You know, yeah, I respect Clemson. They've had their own version of a dynasty lately. Mm-hmm. One thing people miss about Clemson is when we played Clemson, we played a perfectly healthy Clemson team. We were They're now without two All-Americans on the defensive line. Yeah. Guys, I don't care if you're Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Replacing two All-Americans on the defensive line not is a tall easy. order for anybody to do. Oh, by the way. So, yeah, Clemson is not the same defense they've been. They've got Brett Venables. He's doing what he can, and he's one of the best defense coordinators in college football. And speaking of uh, All-Americans, Tyke Smith, I think, is going to be playing in this game. Excited yes. about that. That's very excited about him. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to some other games. The very interesting games in and around the SEC, specifically the SEC. Auburn is traveling to Arkansas. This line is at four and a half in favor of Arkansas. The over-under is at 54. I personally, I think Sam Pittman gets a win here. Oh, yeah, Pittman's all day. Yeah, I, I, I really would have picked 
Arkansas and did pick Arkansas against Ole Miss. And I'll tell you, even in the loss, what it shows us is people were wondering if Arkansas could win a shootout with anybody. Now, granted, they came up just a little short with Ole Miss, but, man, you talk about shootouts, that Ole Miss offense belongs in the Big 12. I mean, they can score with anybody. <laughs> and, right. and Arkansas was right there. I really like what Sam Pittman's done. They may not have the depth that other people have, but they have a ton of super seniors. Yeah. I think Pittman gets it done. And I need people to understand something. They scored 51 points against Ole Miss. Now, I'm not saying Ole Miss has some dynamite defense, but it's still an SEC defense. And they scored hey. nothing with Georgia. So that's just more perspective. Okay? Absolutely. That shows you what Arkansas is legitimately capable of doing and what Georgia did. All right. Unity, Arkansas. Let's move on. This one's kind of going to be a weird game, I think. I, I think this is going to be weirder than people give it credit for. Uh, this is Florida going into Death Valley to take on LSU. It's a foregone conclusion for most folks that Florida's going to win this game because LSU is just completely – that team's broken, guys. I, I think they've checked out. They don't care to be put on the field right now. Uh I still think LSU has a chance to win this game, though. That's the kind of game this I, tends to I be. Agree. I well, agree. LSU has a chance to win this game because it's in Baton Rouge at night. Death yes. Valley at night is another animal. But I still I mean, think Florida wins. I think Florida wins, but I, I'm not saying that it is unwinnable by LSU. But they are. You you hit it on the head. They are broken. I don't know what is wrong with this team, you know, just two years removed from yeah. an all-time offense. Yeah. Uh, and just, it's not lack of it's not lack of recruiting. I mean, they get five stars as much as anybody. Yeah. If you can recruit Louisiana, you're going to have a good football team. The line's at 11 right now in favor of UF. Over-unders at 59. So they're expecting it to be a relatively – expecting to be a shootout here. Uh, well, I think – Match Johnson I, can make you it. pay if, you don't, if you're out of position. So I, Absolutely. I think LSU can score. JT, where are you at on this one, man? I, I'm, I like the fact that they're in LSU. I, th- I like the fact they're a death battle at night. Awesome atmosphere. Um, but I- I'm I'm just like I'm just like you too. Uh, I think I don't know what's going on with the LSU program right now. Um, it's it's in shambles, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with Ed O. Uh, definitely know he's on the hot seat. Um, well, which is crazy to think. JT, we yeah, need to is. go. We it need to really go back is. to an earlier episode where you said this, and I kind of halfway defended Ed O. You said that you don't think he's a very good head coach, and I just there's no other way to say it. You're right. Yeah, he's not. He he. I mean, like you look back to 2019. I mean, what a what a team. I mean, every Joe Brady's skill, offense. Yes, every skill position. Um, and it was Joe Brady's offense. Joe Brady left, and they haven't been the same since. That's right. So it's, it's you know, you hate to say that because I love Edo, um, but I just don't really think that he's got, and it may not be all him, you know, like you said, Joe Brady left. Maybe he just So did Aranda? Yeah, so he hasn't found the right the right combination of coaches. And you're just not, um, you're not going to anymore because just the internal culture right. there is bad. So I, my, my thinking is even though they're in death Valley, even though it's at night and the cool atmosphere, I I really don't think, I think Florida is I, their run game is enough to shut LSU up. I mean, well, I, I think, think, I think, I think Florida wins this. I think Florida wins this. And I think they cover one of the big reasons why, the receiver, Boutte, is out for LSU. Yes, he is. I'm like yeah. JT. That's a tough place to play at night. But I think Florida gets in there and covers. The only way that they won't is if they do the same thing they did against Kentucky and play undisciplined, which is what they typically do under Mullen. It's becoming a hallmark. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's the only chance I give LSU. Yeah. All right. So Go Tigers. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Tigers, Texas A&M is headed to Columbus. Is it Columbus or Columbia? Columbia, Missouri. I hate Mizzou. Uh, I, I've, hate, I've loved Mizzou for two <laughs> years. They can they can suck it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Texas A&M stays hot here. They're only favored by nine, which is a little confusing considering them coming off of beating Bama, the number one team in the country. Yeah, so yeah, I think, uh, but I think A&M, I think A&M wins this one and wins big. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. I think they more than cover. So, I do too. Not, not a lot to talk about there because. I don't know what the hell is going on with Mizzou. 
All right, so Bama, get right game for Bama. They're going to start Vegas, babe. They take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Mike Leach. Bama favored by 17 here. Over-unders at 57 and a half, so they're expecting a high-scoring game. Uh, I think Bama I think Bama wins. I, I, I feel bad for Mississippi State. I really do. Oh, I, I do feel too. bad for them because Alabama's going to take out some serious yeah. frustration on them. I actually don't think Bama covers this, but I do think Bama wins. I don't think Bama covers, and the reason I don't think Bama covers is because you're playing against, you know, yeah. Mike Leach and the air raid. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't know what a running back was till he joined the SEC. Do y'all know that? Right. Both both teams are going to light up the scoreboard because both teams have the offense to do it. What I would would like to see is, and this is Saban, if anybody can get it right, it's Saban. I, I don't have that much faith in Pete Golding right now, their new no. D.C., no. Yeah. But what I'd like to see is how well that defense fares against the air raid. Exactly if they get right. torched again, guys, there may be trouble in Tuscaloosa. Then there may be a lot of trouble yeah. in Tuscaloosa. You're right. There'll be and there's going to be some staff changes because Nick Saban will not waste time. He will Absolutely get he not. will get rid of what he's got to get rid of. And he'll pull from the NFL if he's got to. We've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. darn right he'll do it. All right, so this is arguably, in my opinion, one of the more interesting games in the SEC slate for this. Uh, it's coming up Saturday, which is week seven. Ole Miss is traveling to Knoxville. They're favored by two and a half. The over and under, listen to this, 82. <laughs> so basically what Vegas is telling me is that Oxford's not – or <laughs> Ole Miss is not bringing their defense. They're leaving them in Oxford. And <laughs> Tennessee said, you know what, we'll leave our defense in the locker room as well. Let's just play offense. So <laughs> – expecting a short enough Guys, I tell you, here. if both teams, if both of their offenses play as hard as they're doing, I'm going to take the over in that game. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. This could easily be a 42-40. It's crazy. I mean, Tennessee's figuring out how to score. We talked about that earlier yeah. with uh, Hooker coming in there. And, you know, Ole Miss has never been shy about throwing it all around the yard and, yeah. you know, running plumly when they have to. and. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting game. And I got to admit, guys, I struggle with this pick. I do. I, I did. And matter of fact, I have what my pick wrote down, but I'm already second guessing it, man, because I keep coming back to this. Because whoever wins, I'm not going to be surprised. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be. Oh wow, Tennessee right. won. Jeez, wees, I didn't expect that. Or Ole Miss won. Wow, that was a shocker. Nah. Well, I tell you, one thing that you might not have thought about yet is Lane is headed back to Knoxville. Yeah, and a wrinkle. Yeah. That's a wrinkle. That's a that's definitely a wrinkle, but is it also some motivation too? He says, eh, I didn't like you guys to begin with. Definitely don't like you now. I don't know, man. <laughs> exactly. I'll be honest with you. I'm picking UT here. I think UT wins it. I think they win it close. I uh, I don't think I'm sold as much as they've improved on offense. I expect them to score. I uh, I just I have confidence in Lane Kiffin's offense. Yeah. If if it's a shootout, I've got Ole Miss. See, damn it! Now I'm uh, really second guessing again. <laughs> I uh I, I'm I'm with you, C B. I like Ole Miss. Uh simply the fact of not only the the offense Lane Kiffin's offense, but uh they do have a pretty good running back in Connor. Um and I think he's gonna make life tough. Oh fine. Leave me over here on White Claw Island with by myself. <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. You did that all to yourself. I'll take you the, I'll you take, did it, Claw. I'll take the home team on this one. That's all right. I like it. Finally, because we've been well, unity up Well, did you hear, though? Speaking of the home team, did you hear this is like the first time this year Neyland's been sold out? Oh, cool. Oh, and they're going checkered. <laughs> they're going and checkered. They're going and checkered. they're going checkered. Yeah, home team, yep. man. So, so far. Teeth included. So far, we've been unity up to this point. So, we finally have a bust up. So, that's great. Uh, so, now, outside the SEC, three games that, that are pretty interesting, maybe. Michigan State going to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. Spartans are favored by four and a half. Mel Tucker's got these guys playing good football. Uh, I'm going Michigan State here. I think they take the win. Yeah, I'm with you. I like uh, I like everything Mel Tucker has done at Michigan State. I liked Mel Tucker when he was in Athens. Yep. The guy has uh, has completely changed the outlook for Michigan State football, and I think I think they win. I think they more than cover. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with you, Corey. Um, Pretty much word for word, um, Mel Tucker has really changed the the outlook of that Michigan State program um, since uh, D'Antoni left, and uh, it's 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 unreal what he's come in and just and done in a little you know in a yeah. short time. Um, and uh, and and if anybody can do it, Mel Tucker can do it, and uh, that's the reason I like. Hard not Michigan to like State him. I, I agree with Corey. He's hard not to like Mel Tucker. 
Yeah. He's bl- I'm glad to see he's having success, even though he kind of was, was kind of messed up how he left Colorado, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so here's another one. This was a Big 12 matchup for her. Okay, State going to uh, take on Texas Longhorns and what could be a bounce-back game. Texas is actually ranked 25th in the country, where okay State is ranked 12th in the country. Texas, however, is favored by five. Guys, I'm going to Cowboys here. I think the Cowboys win. Yeah, not giving the Cowboys any respect, and they're undefeated. Yeah, I, I'm going to. I, uh, I think Texas, you know, I think Sark making his quarterback change, I think it was the best thing he could have done for his team. Uh, I like OK State. Good pick. It's, this is a tough one, man. Um, 12th team in the country, undefeated. Yep. And uh, just – Getting pretty much just spit on. Got a two loss um, taxes coming in, you know, and hosting the Cowboys here. And uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, just call me, just call me crazy. Um, I'm going UT. All right. Texas is banged up too coming into this game. They're not, they're not. It'll be interesting healthy. to see how they come off of that, that heartbreaking loss. And yeah. it was a heartbreaking loss. It really was. Absolutely. But they put up some points. Yeah, they did. Well, they it's a did. Steve Sarkeesian offense. They're going to put up some points. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. we said, Big 12 so, was just defense yeah. is nothing. Does Oklahoma State have the defense? <laughs> yeah, I think they do, actually. I think they actually do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they can get two or three stops per game instead of the typical one for Big the one. defense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so final one on the slate here, the TCU Horn Frogs taking on the Sooners in Norman. Oklahoma is a 13-and-a-half point spread favorite. Over under here, sixty five. This is this is one that's tempting, right? You want to look at this, and say, you know what? I'll take the upset here, but I got to go with logic and and think. Caleb Williams is now your starter. He's coming Absolutely. in fresh. He's coming in ready to prove his worth and win over Sooner Nation. Not that that's going to be hard to do after, you know, the complete disappointment that Spencer Rattler has been. But so I got to go Sooners. I think they win, and I think they win big. I do, too. I think they more than cover. I think Caleb Williams was the absolute correct pick by Lincoln Riley. He fits his system better, extends plays. And not only can he extend plays, I mean, he can get you on a design quarterback run. He can get you 10, 12, 15 yards. So, yeah, I think think he's just going to get more comfortable in that offense, and and Lincoln Riley is going to be heralded as a genius for pulling Rattler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agree, agree, agree. Um, Couldn't couldn't happen – at a better time for Oklahoma because I think they were headed down a pretty bad road if they had a cat rattler in there. Mm-hmm. But I will uh, say TCU does have uh, an excellent running back in Zach Evans, even the prima donna that he is. We all know the, the ordeal with Zach Evans, yeah. the former Georgia commit, but I don't think it's enough. No, uh, I mean, I who cares? Know. Who cares if you got a good running back or not? I mean, they'll just try and outscore you. I mean, that's all. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, they don't have no defense, so yeah. it's just going to be points, 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 points. Um, kind of like a basketball game. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Mm, I can't um, basketball. So, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I can tell so, you, you'll yeah. be ready for basketball season after Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Boomer Sooner on this one. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, it's going to be a fun week seven. I agree with JT, and he's to slow down a little bit, just just a little. You know, we're we're getting we're over half we're halfway through now. We'll be over halfway through from this Saturday. Going to be a fun day, and naturally, we'll get back with you guys next week after we and review these picks. And I uh, just want to tell everybody, thank you. I really, I sincerely mean that. We really have a lot of we have a lot of fun doing this, and the fact that anybody listens to us because we're complete idiots. The fact that anybody <laughs> listens to us. Uh, and and has enough uh, affection for us to actually comment. Uh, it's pretty cool, you know. And we appreciate the interaction on Twitter. I don't get on Facebook anymore because uh, they can suck it too. And um, so, yep, Twitter's where we're at. Like us, follow us. We're, we're very very interactive. We'll argue with you. We'll argue with you all day long. Absolutely, and, especially if you're wearing jorts. And these other two lunatics, they're on TikTok. Yes. So find them you know, on TikTok. Interact with them. And, uh, guys, just subscribe to our podcast, wherever you find it. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. iHeartRadio, I look all the time at these. We've, I find these new podcast platforms. Somebody asked me the other day if we were on Radio Public. I'd never heard of it. We are. We're on Radio Public. I'd never heard of that. But we're on it. So, hey, yeah. Who knew? Yeah, it was good to know. They reached out, message, say, yeah, I use Radio. I don't know why they use Radio Public. I, tr- I traditionally use Spotify. 
we're definitely on Spotify. But anyway, guys, thanks you thank you for listening and I really want to say thank you, JT and, and, and Corey for, for hanging out. This was a lot of fun. Glad to have you back, C B. Hey, glad yeah. to be back. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. We'll have to keep, keep on we'll have to keep doing this. This is this is this is really fun. But uh don't guys, don't, don't stay hidden so so long, C B. Yeah. I mean, you know, you we're we're still in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hear. Well, we enjoy the inside. Uh, he's, he's living. He's living the love and life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we enjoy the inside, down, man. Move down to the coast, man. I'm swatting skeeters most of the time. I don't always have time for podcasting. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, Corey, man, tell everybody goodbye. All right, folks. I enjoy being back, guys. Thank you for letting me come back. Go dogs! Welcome to Dog Nation, Oscar Delp, and uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. Hell yeah, man! You're welcome anytime, my friend. JT, tell the people. Absolutely. Uh, good to have you back there, CB. Good talking football with you, buddy. Um, live life to the fullest, everybody. You never know what tomorrow holds for you. Uh, glad to have Oscar Delp part of the Dog Nation. Can't wait to see what the young kid brings to the to the table. And I know it's going to be good, judging from his highlights. But uh, everybody, let's come. Let's let's get together Saturday, and let's have another Dog Nation party for our number one. Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. For those of you dog fans that are going to the game at Sanford Stadium, please show up. Be elite like you were for the Arky game. Let's show Kentucky why it's hard to win at Sanford Stadium. Let's show up and show out, guys. Hey, again, appreciate it. We love y'all. Go dogs. We'll see you next time.